Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy. And today I'm very excited because I have someone very, very close and special to me uh, on the show with me today. He is an author, a sales trainer, um, oh, a, a father, a husband. The guy's written several books. He's done a lot of stuff. He's pretty darn amazing. And most importantly to me, he is my brother, John. Uh, John Perry, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for being here. I'm John, and how can I make your day better? And that's what he says every time you call him. If you phone John, if you phone my brother, maybe at the end of this call, I'll give everyone in the world your phone number. He will always say that. Hi, it's John, and how do I make your day better? And uh, I always say, you just did by answering the phone. (laughs) So, it's all about know, helping the other person. So no matter what's going on in our lives, we put other ones first. Yeah, you've got a very, uh, you've got a servant's heart. You've always had a servant's heart. And I appreciate that about you, that uh, that's the way it goes for you. Now, uh, the last year, you've been facing some stuff. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, if that's okay. Um, and there, But there's a whole bunch of other things about you besides a terminal diagnosis that I would like to share with people. And I want everybody to know who you are. And uh, because who you are and the way you live your life is pretty spectacular. Thank you. So I'm going to go back to last year when um, you last May. Don't, don't, don't. Don't forget. It. I'm there. That's right. Okay. And and I just I want to I want to tell everybody that's listening, first of all, that if if uh, John is your brother, uh, then you get a phone call one day that says this. Well, now I can uh, scratch terminal brain tumor off my bucket list. And that is how my brother told me of his diagnosis. Am I lying? No, it's true. And the nice thing about it, about this second tumor I have that's growing here and my surgeries tomorrow that's a double whammo, so I get to take that off my bucket list. And if I get one more tumor, I get—I think it's a shirt or something. So you know what I, I mean? I might go for all three. That's right. I got a—I yeah. I got a triple whammy glioblastoma, <laughs> and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. So um, now I. So here we are—the person with the brain injury and the guy with the brain tumor. So we're going to do our best to muddle through this and hope that we can remember <laughs> what we'd like to talk about here. But there's some things that the way that you've been processing this that I w- would like to. Now, first of all, let's just talk about your faith. So I'm basically everything you do in life comes through that filter. Am I correct? Yes, it is. I was um, brought up with no religion at all. It was a choice from parents, I guess, or, or their parents, or their parents before, whatever it was. And I became a Christian when I was 18. Very interesting Twilight Zone experience on that one for over a couple of weeks. 
and chose after I became a Christian to do the opposite of how I was brought up and trained and followed. And ever since that, I just put God first and my uh, people and family second. I'm, I'm not on that list. It's kind of interesting in the Bible. It, got, it goes, put God first, put others first, but nowhere in that it says put me first. So I've really made an effort the last 40 years is to try to focus on that, making my mistakes, don't get me wrong, but it's always God, family, friends, others, yeah. and not me. Well, and I'm remembering, really what it's about. of course, that the Bible does also say that um, to love your neighbor as yourself. So self-love is definitely in there. Oh, yes, of course. But yeah. sure, at the end of the day, I've already, I have already got the love. I love myself. God's blessed me with a beautiful life. But I got to keep myself focused on how I can make someone, else life, if someone else's life better. Yeah. I'm already controlling and having guidance with my life, so I'm here for somebody else. Okay, that and it's an it's a it's an interesting uh, opposite reaction to what a lot of people are doing in their world. So I'm going to try to remind you of things in case you don't remember them, because I because it's of course like when we first get this diagnosis, I know because because we got the brain injury and the brain tumor guy here. So well, put it this way: when they after the seizure, when they asked me. And this is aphasia, but it's like, what t- what day is it? And it's like, potato. Right. So because for people that don't understand, like, they can ask you one thing and your brain is on a completely different path. Yes. It's a good path, but it's a completely different one. And it feels right at the time. I remember when my aphasia yeah. was quite strong, it would be, I would be looking at something and I'd be trying to say, I could be trying to say the word apple, but I would be saying arithmetic, uh, asparagus. Like, I, I guess I somewhere knew it could start with an A, but I got pretty confused about that. And then so, and then you get everybody that wants to help you out. Oh, Lord. Right. Yes. So what we did is we turned this into a Perry's game. So yes. it's really, it's a Perry's drinking game. Yes, that's right. So when I start talking and let's say that I'm just going to use the word banana for a second. Right. So I, I feel like having a um, um, and then they start saying the words and whoever says banana gets to drink. That's you know right. what I mean? So it's a win win for both of us. I get to learn the word and someone has another drink. That's right. Well, there you go. So it is a win-win. So I want to talk about the win-win because when when you were first diagnosed and it was a rather grim diagnosis, it was uh, you were the only one that seemed to be taking it. Okay, the rest of us were a bunch of crybabies. And uh, you said to me and I'm I'm not going to I hope that you can remember what you said to me. But you said to me, Allison, this is a win-win situation. And will you explain to anybody listening how you felt that this was a win-win situation? I think you might have to remember it better than me because that's the okay. term well, you, is gone. But. I'm gonna, that's okay. You told me, you said, if by a miracle, if I am healed, whether it's, you know, um, God outright heals me or God uses the doctors to heal me. If, if there, if this happens and, and I have some more time, then I get to spend more time with Candace and the boys, right? Like I, I, and my family and all of that, I get, I get more time. And then you said to me, but if I die and when I die, I close my eyes. When I open them again, the first thing I'm going to see is Jesus face. And I've been waiting to go home for 40 years. And so this is a win-win situation. And then you said to me, how can you not know this? How can you not know this about me? That it's the only thing I'm worried about is Candace. I'm worried about my family. That's it. That's the only thing that I need to worry about. If I need to worry about anything is to make sure that Candace and the kids are looked after. I've already had my life. 
Right. You know, like let's let's take a look at some of the things just to explain it. I'm, I was 59 then thinking and radiation right after it. I had six weeks of radiation, which was 30 spouts of it. And uh, I'd be in there with a, someone who's a two year old and a six year old doing the same thing. Right. So how can I be selfish or greedy or thinking that woe is me or why is it me? I've had my life and there's a two and a six year old that comes in before me for radiation. So they're going through it. Honestly, I, I, I've done my time. God's blessed me so much. And I've made an effort to enjoy what God's blessed me, whether it was fantastic or I made my mistakes. But it was just I was never going to stop because I wasn't going to let the world control me. The right. world is hard as it is. World yeah. is here to take you down. People are here to take you down. Animals, weather, everything's here to take you down because that's what the world does. It's not here to make us feel good. But it's what happens to us. Excuse me. It's not what happens to us. It's what we do about it. Right. So, yes, I had chronic pain for like 35 years where I could barely do anything. But I had a choice. Do I whine about it? Or it's just like, well, it's a part of life now. Control it and get on with life right. and focus on something else. So you had you hardly hear me every whine, hear me ever whining about something that's negative. Because realistically, it's just a part of life. You know, we're mm -hmm. supposed to hurt. We're supposed to be in pain. We're supposed to fall down. We're supposed to make mistakes or we don't get better. We don't get closer to God. You know, if you think that we're not supposed to hurt, that's where the issue is. You, we have to hurt to get stronger. We have to fall over to get stronger. We have to have people in our lives that um, are struggling to help us learn to be stronger. Like, it, it's just, th this is the steps of life. And it's just, so with me, I've lived my beautiful life. God's blessed me and and... and I'm just enjoying each beautiful day. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's, that's a, a real, a real gift, right? Because, because some, I mean, there's people who, um, who struggle, whatever the, the reason is, right. Whatever the reason is to see, we've all been in places where we, where it's hard to see out of the darkness or it gets, it gets difficult, but because you've chosen to do that. And, and so it's, it's been, um, it's been, a challenge and beautiful at the same time watching that because there's times when, um, well, I can remember asking you in the first time, I said, well, I'm okay if you're saying this as long as you're being honest. And then we had a big talk about that. And you had said to me, look, um, you know, I had my cry. I had my bit of a freak out because it's not great. It's not great news to get. Um, now I just need to move forward. And that's what you've always done. You have had you know, multiple back surgeries, you've had, like you said, you've had all these things and you've always chosen to just take the next step. And I respect that about you so much. So there's a few other things that you've done that I want to make sure that people know about. Um, you wrote a book called More Than Flowers and Chocolates. And I, do I have yeah, the love right? Love is more than just flowers and chocolates. Love yes. is more than just flowers and chocolates. And that was born out of um, so I'm going to just back up for the, for the, for that was you. born out of being killed by the woman you just married a month and a half later, moving to a different city and bringing in two dogs. <laughs> and she left a boyfriend of 14 years and gave, and he gave her a stuffed animal and my dogs crushed it. Okay. So that's how it all started because it's a, just a month and a half into it. April, uh, February 14th is coming in. And my new wife is going to kill me because her stuffed animal thing. So I had to figure out a solution fast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it so was a life. It... it was a life trying to, I was scared to death. 
having cancer is not a big deal, but no. your new bride, something had just been destroyed that she cherished. Well, and- yeah, of the ex-boyfriend of 14 years. <laughs> You know, it's not like I did it on purpose. But how is she ever going to believe that, right? So it's like, what are you going to do? So, oh, my gosh. So what was the first one? What did you come up with? What was your first one? Well, did the stu- they ate the stuffed animal. And it's just like she was crushed, right? So I, I was thinking about this, and I just, I'm always trying to do something. I outdo myself all the time. And I thought, okay, I can do a, a treasure hunt around the house where I'll put little side notes at different locations so if you're going to uh the tv it'd be the, the comment would be is what's on yes and then you have to figure out what's on there'd be another note under there and it ended up being in a, a dryer and when she opened it up it was a new teddy bear oh so it was just like happy uh valentine happy valentine's day yep and that was year one that was your one because you were yeah. you were you were married. I remember we were all together at your place, and you were married on January first, right after midnight, like one yeah. second after midnight, and we were Pretty all close, there. Yeah. And so yes, that was literally like six weeks later. And then from that, um, you tried to outdo yourself every year in showering her with love for twenty five years. Well, yeah, it's just why would I want to do like the whole idea about love is more than flowers and chocolates. And I did this book about 15 years later yes. because it turned out to be a how to book. So everything that I did was here's how how you do this. This is how you set up for your mate instead of buying flowers and chocolates because they're eating right away. These things are always memorable. You know, for 20, 25 years ago, I see I see stuff all over the house that I designed for candles. Right. But so the second year came around. I was like, oh, I could beat that last one. And then the third week, third year, and then I, what I did is eight, each year I'd start early and try to figure out, okay, what would be something cool that I could design for Candace? Because why would I buy something? And as I searched around the internet, there's nothing there. Everything's about, yeah, you can get her a, a, a window, but you got to buy the window. Right. If you can get her this big watch, we can buy the watch. No, no, no. I had to fix it up. So I decided just to redesign everything. That's beautiful. And I love it. And I love that the only person that you ever competed with was yourself and making sure that you always showed her that you loved her more. So, so everybody knows that John has this book and you can, we'll have his website and things like that out later. And the book is called love is more than flowers and chocolates. And it's really a how to book from a guy who has spent the last quarter of a century, absolutely adoring his wife. It's all, it's all about bringing the love and the heart. It's not about buying. It's about yes. making the effort. Ah, see, that's the, that's the thing right there, right? It's making the effort in everything you do. You've just always been doing this, right? You just make an effort. And, and, and there's a saying that you have. There, well, there's a few sayings that you have. We have John-isms all over the place. <laughs> but the one is your best. It, 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 help me with that one. Your best is just your starting point. And the reason, like when I was writing my sales book, I wrote about 12 or 14 different quotes I, I, that's in my book. So if you need, want to know a business sales training book, it's there as well. But your best is just your starting point. So I, I teach this on my kids and I try to challenge my kids to always go better than they were the day before. There's no use being average. There's no use going backwards. There's no use spending your day complaining about what you can do. Right. And if you can do something, and cl- well, like there's no use to it. So your best is just your starting point. We're all at this exact second in our life. We're at our best. 
We're no better than who we are right now. Our parents told us, you know, when you were at school, go do your best. When you're at sports, go run your fastest best and jump your best and this and best. And it's like, well, you're already at your best. So what I teach my kids is your best is just your starting point. So how can you get better? And each day, whether it's walking more for the people that aren't walking, it's walking one extra step or reading one extra chapter or, you know, doing one extra exercise, call it smiling to one extra person. But it's always doing more each day or we're going to fall behind. And if we fall behind, we get weaker and we start blaming. Ah, Right. And then that's that's a very slippery slope to get on. Right. Oh, very. It's- and that's where I, I, I feel a lot of people are, are 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 sad or lost because they forgot to work on themselves. Right. Mind, body and soul. You yes. got to keep all three strong. You can't go two out of three and think that you're winning. Right. That's that's a, I mean, that's an amazing point. Now, you've, so you've got this amazing you've got a sales book that you've written and you've created a sales training. Is, is that right? A 12 week sales training. Can you just yes. tell us a little bit about that? Because uh, because here's the deal for me. Right. It's yeah, I can say, oh, he's awesome because he's my brother and, and he is awesome and he is my brother. But there is a whole bunch of things that make you awesome outside of just that you're my brother. And that's the things that I don't want anyone to miss out on. I want as many people to know about like this guy who's in the face of all these things is still doing whatever he can to be the best person that he can in every situation you show up over and over. And that's what, that's what the book talks about, right? Like the book helps other people. It points them in that direction. And it's not about be better than the guy beside you as much as be better than the person that you are right now, every day, move forward on that. Cause it's, that is our competition. I'm my competition. That's yes. the deal, right? That's yes. Yeah, that's basically. I'm just saying, and that's really what it comes down to is we're so focused as people about somebody else or what else somebody else thinks or what they want. No, no, no. This is about God created each one of us. So I can say this to the listeners. God created you for a reason. He created you because he loved you and challenged you. And and we're put in different positions. We're all not going to be millionaires and we're not all going to be not living in great, no pain. We're living to get ahead in life. And it's going to be a struggle no matter what we do. So that's how I take a look at at the life and everything in regards to the book. Yeah. This is totally, I I, I put it on the Holy spirit because I was one of the top sales. Well, for 30 years I I made top sales and I challenged myself because actually I'll go back. I realized in business and in sales that they give away stuff for free, whether it's giant awards or trips or whatever it is. And, and it's just, when I first started out, it's just like, so all I got to do is sell. You pay me to sell. And if I sell more, I win this or I get this trip. It's like, okay, done. So for the next 35 years, I figured out how to win every single tr- win contest and trip. And, and that was by being the best. And I challenged myself in a little bit different way because I realized that to me, sports is like a, or sales is like a sport. You know what I mean? Just get better and better and better. So when I left an industry doing well at, I never, ever go to the same industry because I was, I probably would complain about them while I was at this one or said that they're bad and now I'm changing it away. Plus my sales style, I might've dropped a bit. So when I get let, let go of say company A, 
I go back to the basics, read all my sales training. I'd go back to be sales trainer. I used to work with Dale Carnegie to be assistant sales trainer. So not only am I reading the books and re getting to the basics of sales, but I'm retraining other people in sales to get me back to focus. So when I get into company B, I'm already at 100%. Right. So President's Club, it's on its way. Again, this company, for whatever reason, is, is over. Then I go again, start back, retrain myself, retrain others, and I always keep on getting back. And that's what kept on me being strong, uh, stronger sales rep. And it's my book is about not being the best five, but it's being the top five of the top five of the top five. I right. teach you how to be the best of the best, and I teach business owners to do this in the book. So throughout my life, I kept on training myself to be the best, and I ended up being the best, my best. Uh, right. Then is is interesting. It's been there like eight years, top sales rep in Canada, one of them, and. I had the sales meeting that one of the sales managers over in Montreal made a comment and the and the whole way things went was I just shook my head and going, this was so pathetic and bad as leadership. I just said about cute. Honestly, it was so bad. So the last thing that the, the, the guy said is if there's anything else that you want to talk about or, or share something that you missed out or wasn't good, please send me an email and, and I'll see what we can do. Well, I thought about it and I prayed about it. And they sent a six or seven page email telling that this Fortune 500 company around the world that has three or 4,000 sales reps, I said, the reason that you're sucking and failing as a company is because of sales management. It's not your salespeople because your salespeople are trained or, 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 or skilled. They're just not trained. And so Candace, I told her this, and I said, right after I sent it, I said, the Holy Spirit just got me to send this email. And then she goes, you're, they're going to fire you. And it's like, no, I'm top sales. They're going to fire me. So she got me a little spooked. So I decided, and this is to, to, uh, the end of December 2019. So I decided to write a second email. And the email was just quickly, I, I know there's problems. I know there's sales issues, but I'm about to write a sales book. I've been trying to write one for 20 years. Um, and you're welcome to use it to help out the sales team to get better. And then I thought to myself, nah, I can get better. So pray to God again and get things going. So I, I designed and spent a, a couple of days figuring this out. So I designed a whole sales training program for the entire organization around the world. And uh, they fired me. <laughs> 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 so on January 4th, uh, 2020, or I think it was, um, yeah, I, I realized, oh, Okay, now I got to look for a new job, which is fine. So I went back to doing the retraining and doing this and that. And then after 200 interviews or resumes, I got one interview and the lady says, you're overqualified to sell our product. I cannot hire you, which is interesting because I'm thinking I'm overqualified. So you want someone to sell your stuff, but you don't want someone that's overqualified to sell. You want someone that has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I so that one just knocked me down for about a couple of days going, I've never heard of anybody say that. You're too good to sell us our stuff. We only want crappy salespeople. <laughs> um, so I started writing my sales book. And the giant forever, I think March, I think it was March. And uh, three months later, and praying to God, working on it to go working around. But three months later, I wrote a sales training or a book of 370 pages of everything that you know, need to know about business management and in sales, understanding sales, moving on sales and being the best that you could ever be as a company, a manager or a sales trainer. Then I thought, oh, I could probably do a sales course too. 
And then I realized that God already had me write the sales course inside the sales book. Yes, of course. Yes. So, And then I thought, okay, this is good. So then I designed a, a two, a 12 week sales training program, which I put on, I think, Thinkific, which I'm just trying to get unlocked now. So people can take the course for free right now. And it's a 12 week sales program to get your business and your sales at the exact same level. And my sales training is get everybody learning the same sales course. They can sell it with their own skills, but if they're all following the same thing and management, then they can actually work together. They share each other's information instead of keeping it secret. I can't tell you why I'm selling more, you know, and you share everything and you become a better sales company, sales manager, sales team to right. be the best because you're all working together. And that's how it all came around. But it all came down to the Holy Spirit asked me to silent, write this email. So I decided with God's blessing to write a sales book and then the sales training program to help everybody I can in the world. Right. So you oh, took so, there's, a, so that's how that is. Yeah. And so you took it, you took an experience that wasn't working so well for you. And then you <laughs> <laughs> if, if don't, I, don't tell sales management that they're the problem, even though they are the problem and, yeah. and things are okay. Yes. And then you, and then you, and out of that poured a book. And, and what was amazing is that for me, when I think of how it all, um, how it all kind of fell together. So you, you spent that time writing the book. You also spent that time you were at home, you were, you know, were as you were traveling quite a bit for work, you did that. And then you had your diagnosis. And so like you wouldn't have had time to do that before. Like everything kind of happened the way it had to, it had to happen. And that's it, why I said God had everything looked after because because I got fired because of those three emails or one or whatever. That allowed me to write the sales book, get the sales pr program going, do set some sales training organizations on YouTube. Yes. All before the seizure came in uh, February, that stopped, like, you got to think that for 40, 45 years, I've been in top business, top sales, because I could communicate, that I could yeah. help people based on words. And what is my tumor is wiping out my complete sh short and long-term memory and having me thinking just the now. So I lose everything that I've ever learned or, or come across the last life. So it's all gone now. You know what I mean? So everything was timed out perfectly. God knew the tumor is coming. So he got to write all these books and this and that. And then when I got it going, then it came. And then I spent the next um, month getting everything organized that I needed to get organized for Candace and the kids. Yes. Um, for for this. So it, everything gave us time. And it was always a blessing from God. It's not like I, you know, like grandpa or, or, or my father, grandfather died 40 years ago, like five minutes, hard to cat, then died five yes, minutes. Yes, I remember. You know, I've I had over a year now for everybody to deal with it work on it we've talked i spent some time with each of them i went up to see math or, or daniel uh we're playing football just always spending time with families so we're always getting together so we're doing this together it's not a shock like yes. tonight we're getting like, surgeries tomorrow to, and uh, danny's gonna after school because he's gonna be a teacher in, in football i guess um he, he's gonna be on the phone so he's gonna see it uh jacob's gonna be shaving me Canada's going to be so where the whole family is hearing me show me getting my hair all shaved off so I don't have to do it tomorrow at the hospital. So everything we do, everything is a family. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how stressful or good or bad or anything. It's always family. We always help each other out. That's beautiful. And it, and it's a and it's a thing for so many people. I think when when people become frightened or they or angry or happy, it doesn't really matter. So many people are missing that now. They're just yes. not really 
they're missing that. And I love that when you said that, like whatever it is, you're going to do it. You're going to do it as a family. Um, That's what it's all about is family. There's it's I, God bless me with Candace. You know, I remember on, on, on August um, crying to God saying, you know, I had cars, bikes, traveling money. I had everything that anybody wished for their whole life to have. And I was cr- crying to God that, that I was lonely. Mm. And then Candace happened to come in a few months later and we were married six weeks later and it's been 25 years. So it's always, no matter what happens, it's ask God for help. You know what mm. I mean? It's not going to come at our time, but it's going to come if we ask and we give it a hundred, like true help, true yeah. asking. Yes. Not yeah. can I win the lottery or, or can my sports game win? It's no, how can my family and kids be stronger or how can this happen? Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful message, right? I mean, right there. Um, I think for this episode, uh, I just gonna. I think we'll we'll end here. And and uh, thank you, thanks for coming and, and sharing that. And um, and for the people listening, you know exactly. It's um, it's it's the things that matter. Make those matter. The things that are important. Make them important. That's what I hear your message over and over again. And that's what I've witnessed how you live your life. So yeah. um, we're going to have uh, all the information, how to get a hold of John and how to get his books will be uh, on our show notes. So this is Ali. Um, this is find your joy. And uh, John, thanks for joining me. And thank you for helping me find your joy. I love you. I love you so much. Okay. Thanks everyone. And we'll see you next time. Take good care. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy.